Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen is talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. Your place for all things smooth. Artist Nicholas Cole. Vincent Ngala. Jonathan Fritzen. And news with the smoothest show on the internet radio, your host, the Jazz Queen. Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz, the evening edition. It is Friday, November 22nd, 2013, and I am the host, your host, the Jazz Queen. Thank you for tuning in, and if you'd like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on Hiroshima's J-Town um, uh, CD picture there, and that will bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485, 646-716-5485. Dan Kuramoto of Hiroshima is back to talk about their new CD, J-Town Beat, a concept CD conceived by their friend, Duane Ibarra. Uh, Dan, welcome back to the show. Hey, it's a great pleasure for me. Thank you. It is my pleasure to have you back. Um, first, I would just like to say that I was at your concert, your Vegas concert here last month, and I miss seeing the big drums. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, so do we. <laughs> but what uh, happened is the the group is now back to its nuclear state, which is the five of us. And and, and that is to say June, of course, who plays Koto and is the, the the voice and soul of our band. And then Cornwell, who is the keyboard player extraordinary from Hawaii, uh, who played with Mays and Al Jarreau and everybody. And then Cortez, our bass player, who was the original Bosque player during the Lowdown tour, and then Danny Yamamoto, our drummer, who, uh, when he was in high school, he was playing in the Billy Childs Trio and has played on many, many movies and TV shows and, uh, and with a lot of great jazz artists. Mm-hmm. Our taiko, the big drum that we're talking about, that's a position that rotates because okay. after the first taiko drummer that went when we initiated the group in recording, Johnny Mori, uh, when he left the band, then we brought in Shoji Kometa. And Shoji, uh, we, uh, better known as the Youngblood, Shoji had just graduated from Stanford University, had played taiko his entire life, and he's a brilliant, genius taiko player. But we brought him in so that in order to launch his career. And so... You know, over the, the last six years that he's been playing with us, and now his group has been so busy that, you know, we have to keep booking around him that he will now, and he still plays with us, but now he, he's a guest artist, as is uh, uh, Kenny Endo, his, his taiko master, who we just gig with last weekend in Hawaii, who's a very, very bad dude. But other percussionists like uh, Richie Gahate Garcia, who plays on uh, on on the single on on the new CD, um, the single being Cruising J Town, and um, or Terry Steele, who the mm-hmm. great vocalist and composer, 
And so what we do is we have a nuclear group of five uh, that goes around and tours, and in certain situations we'll bring one of our guest artists, sometimes two, uh, depending upon the situation as we are in the holidays this year. Okay. Now, I'm curious to know if anyone else mentioned that to you after the show when you were at the CD signing table. No, see, Ted, you're so perceptive, you know. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I'm serious. No, actually, you know, uh, it's been about a year that we haven't carried Shoji uh, on Taiko regularly, and it's only been mentioned to us. This is the third time anyone brought it up. Okay. And we all know that, you know, 99.9 percent of the people come to hear June, you know, mm-hmm. and so, which is cool. But And our whole notion is that we want to provide all these different flavors because they represent, you know, the cultural dynamic of this country. The diversity that is what we think is the hippest part of America is something that we want to make, you know, integral into our music. And, and from day one, that's always been the point of view. So like everyone says, like, your, your music doesn't fit in any categories, so, and like every record company, so, so that's the problem with you all, and that's, you know, marketing-wise, you guys are a nightmare because, you know, we don't do any one particular thing. But, you know, uh-huh. my whole feeling was, well, we do our thing, <laughs> and our, our thing embraces the koto and it and embraces, you know, like a multicultural sense of America, um, but done our way. Mm-hmm. You know, with our right. flavor, we like to put our flavor on every track we play. And, you know, 30 years later, you know, and 4 million albums sold, you know, we've been so blessed because people still seem to want to hear it. And, and, and just like spending, you know, eight days in Hawaii and I just got back, you know, folks like relate to that whole notion of representative music, of diversity that's represented. So, like, if you take J-Town Beat, Dwayne Ibada, he, he was a cat. That he he was an artistic director of a theater in downtown Los Angeles, in in what was in those days known as Japantown. Mm-hmm. And just like Chinatown or Thai Town or you know Bourbon Street or you know Old Spanish Town or whatever it is. And we're talking about cultures here, and 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 the, and. So Japantown translates to the title of the new CD, which is J-Town, as we, as we in, in our community call it. So, and this is J-Town Beat, and that's the new CD. And so it's about, you know, grooves of all different styles of music. So, like, it starts out with some, like, strange kind of, and that's June singing, by the way, on the first track, Red Buddha, because she started out trained as a Japanese classical singer playing koto, playing shamisen, which is almost like a weird kind of banjo kind of thing that they use uh, in, in, in kabuki uh, performances and stuff. And then it, and then it turns it and morphs into me playing shakuhachi. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Shoji's taiko master, Kenny Endo, uh, who, who, who does Japanese vocal styling on it, and he's playing every kind of percussion under the sun, but we got electro- electronic drums and everything, so it's all multicultural. It's mm. all and and, it's, and also crosses time periods. We're using thing, instruments that are like uh, 600 BC and then electronic drums, you know. But on other tracks, it's got some funk, you know. We ha- we, we have some uh, what we like to think uh, uh, 
that kind of essence of uh, what we love, the quiet storm. It's got uh, definitely some salsa things going on, and it's got a great R&B ballad like Terry Steele wrote, you know, Days Gone By, which I had the privilege of co-writing with him and producing. Now, how are you and June related? We were married. Okay. <laughs> and But we've been divorced for a long time. But we are best friends. And mm-hmm. I can only explain it this way. And if you look around the music industry, there's, there, this is not that rare. Fleetwood Mac, yes. you can go on and on and on. You know, 24-7 is rough. And she's my best friend. We talk every single day, hang out almost every single day. But mm-hmm. it just got too crazy, you know, I when can you imagine. get away from it ever. You know yes. what I mean? Especially, yes. you know, she's the star. I'm the producer. You know what I mean? And and it's a struggle. And it's a particular struggle because we're in an industry where we're the minority's minority. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, one record executive who I admire very much t- said this. He said, remember this. And and he was an African-American gentleman. He says, you know, this is the one of the few times that you wish you were black because you'd have mm. so many more opportunities. But being Asian, everyone's going to want to take you down or take what little you got. So keep that in mind. I was told that in 1979. And have you found that to be true? Absolutely. Yeah? To this day, people think like, well, no, you know, like you're not going to be hip to this or they can run this game on you or whatever else it is. And at the the very same time, there have been so many others who have come to our side, uh, uh, like Brother George Duke, who we just lost recently, Mm -hmm. My, my brother... My mentor, James Moody, the great jazz saxophone player, everyone knows Moody's Mood for Love. It was Moody's Mood for Love was just a saxophone solo that Moody had played that was so perfect as a solo, that, and it was, happened to be recorded live, that it became the song that everyone's recorded over the last 20-plus years. Oh, and and uh, I, Don Cherry, I mean, mostly, you know, like real jazz cats, and, and they all said that, you know, jazz is really a music that represents cultures. And, you know, it's like if you thought about, you know, you know, the African roots of jazz, if you thought about the percussion, if you thought about the fact that you would get somebody like Youssef Latif who explored Eastern music so long ago. He, he did an album called Eastern Sounds. And the love theme from Spartacus, he played on the oboe. But, you know, there was jazz was always about exploring cultures. I mean... Uh, that's the reason why you know we gravitated toward it as as kind of our home base for what we did because you know we were guided by these great creative artists who said you know what we need you in this music just like mm-hmm. we need you to have a voice in this country. I I'll never forget the James Moody, you know um, my, again my mentor. I remember one night I was explaining to him like you know. It's so hard, and it would be such a long shot to try to get like a whole Japanese infusion, you know, plus the American side of all of this into Western music. That you know, I don't think we can pull this off. We got nobody supporting us. I remember uh, I was at Moody's house about two o'clock in the morning. He was making making us something to eat. He pulled a knife out of his back pocket. He put it in my face, and he says, "You don't understand because you don't understand what it is to pay dues." He says, what you are doing right now is what all people of color in this country need from each other. If we're going to educate each other, 
if we're going to grow from our experiences, if we're going to teach America how to be a better country, then then you don't have a choice. You know, you, you need to get with it. And it just completely – I mean, Moody was never going to cut me. He was just trying to make a point, you know, about like, you know, like it's a responsibility to try to spread the love, to try to spread the culture, to try to spread the dignity. And so, he, you know, he made me practice more. All the things that I was studying, you know, as an American-born, third-generation, Japanese-American, about Japanese music. Our band, for the most part, knows more about traditional Japanese music than 99% of the musicians in Japan. And, and you will find that that is true of vir- virtually all people of color in this country, because that's how you identify who you are. That gives you a sense of, okay, I'm cool, because maybe, maybe I'm not the majority here. Maybe I'm not a movie star here. Maybe I don't even have a supporting role on TV. But I got my own dignity, and I only have 2,000 years of culture behind me. You know, let's plug it all in. Exactly, so exactly. That's exactly what Hiroshima has tried to do from day one. So J-Town Beat is talking about, we got all these different little communities here. All across the country. Again, like I say, Chinatown, Thai Town, Japan Town, you know, you go to Bourbon Street, you know, you go to the, these old towns in San Diego with, with these great, you know, Mexican communities and stuff like that. We are all making this country the place that we love to live in because we're giving it the flavor. And we're giving it all these cultural perspectives. And if you think about the music, if you if you look at... Latin music, then you're talking about, what are we talking about? I mean, we're talking about Tito Puente, but we're talking about Mongo Santa Maria, right? We're talking mm-hmm. about all these cats, you know, that was all relating to a certain clave. And clave in Latin music, that's the heart, that's the beat. So we all cut in a groove here somewhere, right? And so right. with J-Town Beat, we're celebrating that notion of cutting different kinds of grooves. Like one of the... So, you know, and we are very shocked and pleased, by the way, that it's, that it's the most added uh, a CD on, on jazz radio right now, and <laughs> which comes as a shock to me because we didn't publicize nothing yet. You know what I mean? You know, we just put it out there. Um, but I really feel like it's something that everyone can relate to because we're talking the language of, uh, of diversity and we're talking the language of of a multiplicity in this country. We're, we're talking language about, you know, like building the vibe up. Now, J-Town Beat <clears throat> is a concept CD um, that was um, done by your friend, uh, Dwayne Ibarra. How long did you know him, and how much of an influence was he on your career? Well, he was, he, he was a, I knew him for a good, good while, uh, he passed um, um, maybe 12 years ago. Okay. But it was, you know, and J-Town Beat was like, he, I, in downtown Los Angeles, in Japantown, in J-Town, and there's still a very cool theater which we're playing at in a couple of weeks called Japan American Theater. And and he was the artistic director. Okay. Now, he would bring in all these great groups from Japan. You know, a classical stuff, but he would bring us in. He he mm-hmm. would bring Latino groups. It mm-hmm. was a it, it was a 
a multiracial, multicultural, multi-arts venue. Cause, and he and I, you know, we always dialogue behind, you know, this is what we need to do. We need to bring folks together. We need to share. We need to be working with each other. And then, and then we lost him just like that, to, you know, to, to cancer. Mm-hmm. And so he, I felt like he left me a legacy because we we're all young bloods trying to do some, you know, create art, create culture that that connected with everybody. And I, and I, I, I swore to myself one day we're going to do that. And and he had a series at that theater called J Town B, and wh- and then that series like. He, we not only did the band play there, but you know that's where June had her first major solo concert. I had a major solo concert there. He was trying to just keep growing stuff, and I thought, you know, now's the time. You know, now that we we are our own record label, right? We need to you know lift up that voice and and say, you know, guess what? You know, in America, you know, we need we need to help. You know, our president who's out there kind of like so often on his own, you know, not not getting True. people's back. You know, we, we need to help each other. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to make that change. Mm-hmm. It's not like, mm-hmm. and when it comes down, it's like Dr. King's constantly talked about this now. You know, and it's every step that we make, and it's it's on every level of life. And it's not just social, it's not just political, it's art, it's food, it's, you know, Everything, you know, and it's about making life cooler. You know what I'm saying? It's and and so J Town beat. You know, like a lot of the songs in there is tongue in cheek. I got to tell you, I wrote a song called Meiji Mambo because I am like dog in Japan. <laughs> I'm dog in Japan because you know in Japan they don't dig they don't get June because June was born in Japan. Our great koto player. And then, so if she was born in Japan, everyone knows she's the best. Okay, well, let me put it this way. Stanley Clark, if you don't believe me, Stanley Clark, who we all know to be one of the baddest bass players that ever lived on this planet, has played all over the world with everybody. Stanley says, the world's greatest koto, simply put, is June Kuramoto. It's a direct quote. You can, you can ask Stanley. You can, you can check our website. We quote him directly. And, and the only one that can improvise on that instrument. And... and they cannot believe that, that, well, if you were born in Japan, then you're going to come back to Japan, right, and live and, and like, you know, be this great koto player. And she said, no, I, you know, her passion was to integrate the koto with Western music because though she was born in Japan, she came to the United States at the age of six, lived right in the hood on Adams and La Brea, and, and studied classical koto her entire life has every professional degree from Japan in Koto. But mm. she said, you know, her mission was like, like I said, from jump, this whole idea of creating the diversity, but everyone pitching in. Like, we're not into the melting pot. I mean, it will occur in its own way, but it's not like we want everyone to be like some kind of in-between. We want to, we want to enjoy, respect, you know, relish, everyone's particular culture that they bring to the table and dignify each other because that makes life so much hipper. If everybody mm. ate a hamburger every day for every meal, I'm sorry, I don't care how good that burger is, it's not happening. 
right. But but I know you're feeling me if I tell you if you walk woke up in the morning and had a nice Mexican breakfast, maybe had some sushi for lunch, and then for dinner, you you know you say you went to Roscoe's and <laughs> you know what I mean, and had some chicken and waffles. Now we're talking, and that's the great American gift to give to the whole planet. This planet is awful small. We can make it cool and hip to be different and respect each other and be thankful that we're not all the same. So true. And we try to reflect that in J-Town B. And I have been to a few of your concerts, and I'm very appreciative of the messages that you and the band, you know, convey in your music. I really enjoyed the concert um, in October. And, um, you. you know, yeah, the music Which was, was great. Which was a trip, because cause we had never played at that particular station casino. And they had okay. only been playing country and western music there. And we couldn't understand, you know, why they sent us to that casino, because we had been selling out the, the one we had been playing for any number of years. And apparently they wanted to see if jazz would work there. And we thought, well, why us? to go to this casino that's basically doing country and western. And so we thank everyone that came, you know, for making it a sellout anyway. So uh, uh, now we don't know what we're going to play in Vegas, Las Vegas next year, but we play there every year. And we, we, it's, it's always a blessing because we have friends that live there because all of us have worked in the city at different times. And so it's it's about, you know, people forget that in Las Vegas, you know, you know, this you know, th- tens of thousands of people who work in that industry, you know, creating entertainment and you know, all the things that make Las Vegas seem so, you know, like the center of uh, of having a great time. But it's, it's all because people work so hard. And so we're, we're more than honored when the local folk in Las Vegas, and that's most of our audience, uh, as I'm sure you know, you know, come out to see us. I, I, uh, you know, I'll see guys that I show you know, that the, are the pit bosses and dealers, uh, <laughs> not that kind of dealer, car dealers and stuff. You know what I mean? And 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 it's it's cool. You know what I mean? That because it's just folk. You know, uh, spreading the love and spreading the music. Now that's interesting that you say um, uh, because you guys were performing at the Sunset Station. Um, last mm-hmm. month, and it's interesting that you say that they wanted to see how jazz will perform there because they have had jazz acts at that railhead before. Um, right, but they keep That's migrating. Boulder Station. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, started a, we started at Boulder. Right, and, right. And then, and then we went to Texas for a while, and then, and then we went to uh, Santa Fe Station, and then we played the Chrome mm-hmm. the last four years. And then, then they sent us over uh, to Sunset for the first time. So, wow. <laughs> you know, but it, I guess it's just how, how they they do things in, in Las Vegas because, uh, you know, there's, I think, seven station casinos. And so, yes. you know, we figure sooner or later we'll play them all. <laughs> but well, the you main know, thing it for has us is the people. It has been a while since Sunset has hosted a jazz um, artist. So uh, maybe, you know, they are thinking about uh, doing it more often because it has been a few years that since they've hosted a jazz artist. So That's well, I'm glad we they told. brought you there. Yeah, yeah, it has been a few years. So I'm glad they, put you, they brought you there. And um, they see that the result was positive. 
um, you know, the place was full. It was packed. So yeah, it was packed, and we know we're good. very blessed. And again, yeah. see, like for us, it's about creating relationships. You know, because we don't feel like we have fans. We feel like we have friends that co- they create a community. It's right. a community of artists, and we're all artists. Every, every human yeah. being is an artist. Yeah. And so it's yeah. it's creating that connection. And so you know, like if we make an album like J Town Beat, every song has its own story. And and I I I don't know. I I hope Terry uh, that they uh, uh, our our, our publicist sent you the stories behind the songs. But it, yes, it, it breaks down. You know all the, the the various journeys that we go through. And it's like mm-hmm. like for me. You know, and, and and just for me personally, one of my favorite songs on the CD is "State of Mind." That and it's it's because when we came into music on the recording level, it was like fusion was real strong, and it was just starting Quiet Storm. And and I remember I used to hang out at at the Baked Potato in in L.A. and I used to go hear like Dave Grusin and and, and Patrice Russian and. Uh, in particular, uh, uh, Joe Sample, George Duke. George was, you know, again, like George and... Let me put it this way. George produced the song that that the whole world heard, heard June for the first time all at the same time. Because George okay. was going to taste the funny first record, and they wanted to do Sukiyaki. And I, I, I had just met George Duke, and he called me and said... Now, the only cultural player I know that can do this is June. Would June play on on Taste of Honey Sukiyaki? And, of course, everyone knows that became the number one single in the country. But, see, no one even knows that was June playing on Sukiyaki for Taste of Honey, you know, except for Jan- Janice Marie Johnson, the lead singer, and, and they're still close friends to this very day. But it, 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 all those people, you know, like George and Joe Sample and everybody, you know, uh, they they were heroes to me, so state of mind was like, you know, I I wrote that song as a tribute to to them and the vibe that they put out there that for me was so hip that I was drawn to it to do the music in the first place. So well, you know, so it, 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 I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say since you mentioned state of mind, I will go ahead and play that. Um, and get into some music on this CD. I am talking to Dan Kurimoto there, uh, of Hiroshima. Their new CD is called J-Town Beat. And this is his favorite song on the CD, State of Mind.
Life. That was State of Mind from Hiroshima's new CD, J-Town Beat. You can find that on their website, HiroshimaMusic.com. So now you guys are just coming off of an Hawaiian tour. Tell me about that. Uh, it was great. Uh, we, we went there to to really do uh, a, a launch of the new CD, which really uh, it, we're not really pushing until January. And it just... We were a little shocked that that it, it hit radios as fast as it as it has because you know our, they just started sending it out. But we mm-hmm. went there, uh, and it really ties in directly to the next song on the CD. Oddly enough, uh, "The Kitchen," which is a uh, it's a song that Kimo Cornwell, uh, who's from Hawaii, obviously you don't have a name like Kimo if you ain't from Hawaii, but who came <laughs> to to Los Angeles. In, in the 80s, and uh, originally played with Cheryl Lynn, and then and then ended up touring with Ronnie Laws and John Clemmer, and uh, uh, several tours with Al Jarreau, and then um, recording and doing live recording and touring with Frankie Beverly and Mays, and um, so you know we got to go to his home, to his hometown. Uh, he, he's from Honolulu, but he's from an area in Honolulu called. Kalihi, and better known as the Hood, in, in Hollywood. Kalihi is a tough neighborhood that he grew up in, and um, um, we were there to launch the new CD. And because um, whenever we can, uh, uh, launching the new CD in Hawaii can only be good. I mean, it, the weather, the, the people, the food, and everything else. Did several concerts there, uh, 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 and. Uh, Several TV shows and stuff. So, yeah, we, we came back and we go, man, we're tired. People go to Hawaii for vacation, and we worked every single day, uh, and, mm. and in many cases doing several different things each day. But it's cool. We're going to go back early next year and do a regular uh, uh, a several island tour, and 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 then take advantage of a, a few days off to to just hang out. But it's um, Hawaii is always a place for anybody. And particularly for us as well, because you know they got all the Asian foods down, and and uh, the song that Kimo wrote on the CD, The Kitchen. There's a place on the island of Maui that makes this dish called a loco moco, and what it is it's a it's a big plate of hot rice, and you put two hamburger patties on it, and then you put two sunny side up eggs. And then you cover the whole thing in mushroom gravy, so it's mm. not diet food. Okay, let me be straight mm-hmm. about this. But it's <laughs> cold blooded good. And, and and whenever we're on the island, Ma, we always head to this place called the Kitchen. So and and because you know this band loves music and it loves food, and because Kimo is also a cold blooded B three organ player, you know then um, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's got some blues and funk in it. And that's the story behind that song, The Kitchen. And that's part of why we go to Hawaii. <laughs> All right. And you did play this at the concert. I remember oh, that. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. yes. It's yes. got a lot of airplay in Hawaii right now. <laughs> yes, definitely. So I'm going to go ahead and play that next. This is The cool. Kitchen. D-A uh, Kitchen. The Kitchen. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's right. the name of the restaurant. <laughs> okay. This is it. Oh, 
funky sounds of the kitchen from Hiroshima's <laughs> new CD, J-Town Beat. I love that at the concert. I love that. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, that's why they call Kimo the funky Hawaiian, right? <laughs> yes, indeed. Now, you know, I was sitting here thinking as I was listening to the music um, and hearing June play the koto on the songs, and I was just wondering to myself, she is such an integral part of the group, um, especially playing the koto is such a, you know, gives, you, gives the group a unique sound and kind of really right. sets you apart. How would Hiroshima be, or what type of group would it be without Koto, without June? Well, it wouldn't exist at all because the whole idea of the group was her idea. Okay. And, and because her passion for integrating, you know, our Japanese sound with, you know, Western music, yeah. Latin music, with soul and blues and jazz, you know, and, and that being her passion, you know, as I said, I mean, you know, Stan, Stanley Clark said she's the world's greatest culture player. George yeah. Duke yep. calls her. She she played with P- Teddy Pendergrass. She's she's played with Manhattan Transfer. She's played on over 50 movies and television shows. So she's part of the American musical landscape. Mm-hmm. We just don't really realize it's her. Mm. And so really, you know, she is the heart and soul of the group. And, yeah. and it is no way for us to even think about ourselves without her. She says the way we write the music, the way we arrange it, is even if she wasn't playing, would have its own distinct flavor and, and texture and color because mm-hmm. it's the personalities. Because we're a band. Yes, and if you yes. think about it, there's not a handful of bands that you can think of that, that are a band. You know, as somebody and the so-and-so's. You know what I mean? But we're a band, and we have remained a band, you know, all these years. You know, the the newest p- guy in the band, Kimo, has been playing for 18 years with the band. That's the new cat. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> we're all about, like, everyone's got side projects. You know, I've, I've played on many, many movies, you know, uh, 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 and and was living off of that. And, and and again, June's played on many movies. Dean, our bass player, he's played he played with Caldera, you know, which is the premier Latin fusion band of all time. He's he's played on over three hundred albums, from metal albums to uh, and, and and he he was a regu- regular player on, on on many TV shows. You know, I already told you about Kim with Dan, Danny, our drummer. Mm-hmm. He's played on many 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 TV shows on Showtime and with. Uh, other jazz groups, you know, and so, but this is our labor of love. This is our home base. So, uh, and I think that's what keeps everything fresh for us because everyone's off doing all these other projects. So when when they come back to the band, they go, hey, check this out. You know what I mean? And and, and that's what we do. And all our friends are, you know, that are great musicians, you know, you know, we're there to learn. So, when Richie Gar- uh, Garcia plays on, you know, what will ultimately be our single, and that's weird too, because cause <laughs> we just sent <laughs> the single to radio like a week ago so that we it could be available in January, and and I just got sent <laughs> an email that it's the second most added song uh, on jazz radio, and, and, and but it, it wasn't intended to, to even. Go to radio really until January, so we're very mm. blessed. But yeah, it, and it's a song you know that we wrote a long time ago, 
called Cruising J-Town, you know, and, and that was on our second album. That's when there was records. <laughs> it was on our second record, and, and uh, uh, I wrote it for fun uh, on that record. And then, so, if, you know, we thought, well, you know, you know it's, it's like we're doing J-Town beat. We've we, we got to go back and revisit Cruising J-Town. So me being born and raised in East L.A., I rearranged it as a salsa tune. And invited uh-huh. you know, our brother Richie Gahate Garcia, who uh, a handful of years ago was voted the number one percussionist in the world, and, and I and I said Richie, like, here, you know, let me send you the chart, you know, and here's what I'd like you to do, and I just need you to do your thing, you know, and it's got like slamming, crazy slamming Latin percussion on it, timbales, congas. Uh, uh, Percussion instrument, Latin percussion instruments that are not typically used. They're like, uh, like a thing called tormentor, uh, and it's a South American instrument. It's like a shaker, and and uh, and, and and it features obviously June playing the koto at furious, furious, furious koto playing. And if I, I'll tell you a quick funny story, when June came over to overdub the koto on that track. Uh, she had a dental appointment, was late. So she said, I'm going to have to get this in two tracks because i I got to go to the dentist. And, <laughs> and, 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 and the culture playing on this is furious. It's, and, and, she, and she got it in two takes, so it's crazy. But, and that's going to be our lead single. So, again, we have integrated now, you know, now Latin and salsa into something that's fun, fundamentally Japanese jazz and, 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 and R&B. And, okay. and for us... That's normal because that's we, you know we grew up in Southern California, so you know so you know all this what they call cross culture. Th- that's our basic vibe. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. this is how we put, this is how we choose to put it together. Yeah, that's what yes. J-Town Beat is. You know. Okay. Okay. The next song I want to play is "Days Gone By" because I want to get Terry cool. Steele Thank in you, here. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Thank yeah. You. I definitely yeah. want to get him in here, and, and, and so people can hear his voice. Um, so let's go ahead and take a listen to that. This is called "Days Please. Gone By" Thank featuring you. Terry Steele on vocals. Thank you.
Terry Steele on Days Gone By. Um, he is Terry's been performing with Hiroshima for a while, but he is also the writer of Here and Now, the song that was recorded by Luther Vandross. So that was really nice, very nice. Thank you. Yeah, you know, yeah. T- uh, Terry was with the band. Uh, in fact, uh, between Black and White, Terry, you know, sang vocals on that record. He sung backgrounds on our record mm-hmm. for maybe fifteen years. We've he, Kimo, June, and I have co-written a number of songs for both ourselves and other people. And But after Black and White, 
after we, the tour, and we, just as we were going to start the next record, Luther passed. Yes. And and being a good friend of Terry Steele's, and t- Terry having written Luther's signature song, Here and Now, he was asked to go out and do a Remembering Luther tour. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That tour lasted two and a half years. Yes, yes. And uh, and he played all over the country in different parts of the world. And so, you know, we said, Terry, man, do, by all means, do it. And so yeah. he has, but he has always, he's part of our family. And uh, the Hiroshima family is a large family, you know, including taiko drummers and, and, and percussionists and vocalists. And um, uh, we're, we're going to be doing more writing and recording with Terry. You know, because you know, now that he's finished that that part of his musical journey, he's back working on more frequently with the band he's doing as he does every year. Every year he does you know, our holiday shows, and mm-hmm. and uh, and you know we're, we're playing uh, this time just in Southern California. We're you know we're playing any uh, a number of dates, Spagatinis, and we're and we're playing uh, in in, in J Town. And then we're playing the big show at, at Morongo Casino, you know. And, uh, and Terry's just a very special cat. He brought that tune in one day because, you know, we're rehearsing. He came over to eat. <laughs> I told you we're family. Came over to eat, and, and he said, let me play a song I just I just wrote and see what you guys think. He played the song, and I said, Terry, that's going on next record, okay? Ah, uh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So he said, he said only if I, I help co-write and produce it. So I said, "Deal, we're 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 done," and, and that was the case. And we spent almost very very little time on it because the the song, it, you know, it's so spiritual. It's about really what he's saying is that like when we treasure and value as we should, you know, things in our past, things as we grow up, things as we learn along the way, that we respect and and value them, but that's not the end that really we're paying it forward to the future, you know. And, and it's about those days gone by and bringing them, paying it forward to the future for our lives as we go forward, but also the lives of our children and their children. And that's the message of that song. And I, I think, it, for me, it's, it's a very, very moving experience to, to, to hear that performance every time I play it. Oh, oh. Okay, we have a little less than um, six minutes left, and I want to close the show with a song that um, seems to always get requested at your concerts. Um, It seems like you you guys can never, uh, whatever, it seems like whatever you play, the, the audience always requests one wish, and you usually close the show with that. So I'm going to close the show with one okay. wish. But I want to know, what is it that you think that this song just draws the audience so much to that they always request it from you guys? You know, I'll be very, very, very honest. And I wrote that song over a weekend, and and that was back when we was CBS Records. And, and they liked... You know, we had an album called Another Place, and mm-hmm. and they loved the album. And but then they said, "Could you think about writing just one more song? You know, that just captures a certain mood, whatever you're feeling, and, and see if that doesn't you know complete the whole record." Yes. And I thought, fair enough. And 
I, 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 I remember they told me that at a at a production meeting at the record company on Friday in the late afternoon. I went home and thought about it, and I got up Saturday morning, and basically, I just, you know, on impulse, I wrote this song about a vibe that I didn't know what it was, and I talked to June about it, and she says, well, it's like everybody in life is entitled to one wish, you know, mm. and, and I said, that's that's what it was. And, and 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 Monday, we went into the studio at 10 o'clock, and we left the studio at 6 o'clock, just me and June, and a whole bunch of instruments, and, and I played everything on the track, you know, and June played Koto, and it was, from the moment we loaded the gear in, to, to playing everything, and mixing it to completion, was all done in eight hours. Uh, oh, just, wow. Just me and June and an engineer. And it was that spontaneous thing behind the notion June had that everybody in life is entitled to one wish. And one I guess wish. That's what's captured, and it's, it gets. Put, I'm so so blessed because it gets played around the world every single day since the day that I wrote it. And, oh yeah, and, yeah. And, yes. and made another place uh, a gold record uh, pushing on platinum. So uh, okay, just a blessing. And if well, I. If I that wish would be, you know, a, a blessings for everyone to have a great Thanksgiving, a blessed New Year, and moving on into future, a blessed life. Oh, thank you. you. Same to you and your family. One Wish is such an iconic song for Hiroshima, and I, I'm very, um, you know, happy that um, I am going to be closing the show with this. Dan, thank you again so much for another very, opportunity to speak with Thank you. If I may just say, people want to stay with us. They want to know more about the songs. They want mm-hmm. to download it or, or get it, you know, all just please, if they'll go to www.hiroshimamusic.com or go to our Facebook site uh, uh, or our Twitter. But again, hiroshimamusic.com principally. They get the music. They get recipes. They can read the v- reviews. We print them all. So if there's some, some people don't like it, you get to read that too. We're so blessed because we don't hardly have any of those in our career, but they're there too. So, we, you know, from Hiroshima... To all of you all that are listening, and to, to you, our dear friend Terry, you know, a blessed Thanksgiving, a blessed New Year. Thank you, sir. Same to you. Same to you. Thank you very much. Um, again, that was Dan Kuramoto from Hiroshima. Their new CD is called J-Town Beat. You can find that on HiroshimaMusic.com. I'm going or to close the show iTunes, with Amazon, CD Baby, all the outlets. <laughs> okay. I'm going to close the show with their song, One Wish. You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, the Jazz Queen, and I look forward to talking smooth jazz with you again next time. Thanks again, Dan. It's always a Terry, pleasure. Thank you. All right, this is One Wish.
thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Please visit our website, TalkingSmoothJazz.com and Mastermind-Entertainment.com. Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen and The Daily Grind. That's T-H-A Daily Grind.